0: Time the sound, folks. Welcome to another festive episode of right. Swagger. Festive. Episode 17. I'm Dennis Hopeless. And I'm Cullen Bunn.
1: And it I is, say. it is this is our, our holiday extravaganza. Look at all the decorations in Dennis's house. I got a
0: tree over there. Oh, see, we saw the tree last time with the star. I got a bottle of sparkling cider right here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that to decorate,
1: you just put a bottle of Welch's out on the counter. (laughs) It's Christmas,
0: assholes. I like to be able to uh, refresh my non-alcoholic friends. There's like three bottles of champagne and a bunch of orange juice in the fridge for everyone else.
1: Hey, that's all you need to have a Christmas party. But, yeah, so it's Christmas... Dennis, right before we started recording, you you dropped a truth bomb on me and told me that
0: you hate Christmas. I don't, I don't mean in general. I love Christmas in general. Uh, Tonight, you'll be visited by three ghosts. Yeah, I'm not a scrooge. I love Christmas. Uh, no, this year, because my November was so crazy, uh, and I was out of town one of the first two weeks of December, I had to do all my Christmas shopping while also on two deadlines. And yeah. uh, I've got my kids this entire week and a couple of days, uh, because I got them Christmas, but not New Year's. So I get a week and then she gets a week and that makes it so I've got no free time. And there's this terrifying thing, you know, that happens around the holidays where all your editors go on vacation, but the deadlines don't go away. So the moment they get back from vacation, vacation, which is generally either December 26th or January 2nd, uh, they expect you to have done 12 days worth of work or whatever. Yeah, no. Uh, Christmas and comic book publishing
1: is a strange and horrifying time because, yes, uh, it, you know, we all need a break. We all need some some time away. We want to spend time with our families. We want to celebrate. But man, oh, man, those deadlines just they they are the worst this time of year. And yes, I had a ton of a ton of messages. I used uh, two two or three weeks ago. I almost sent an email to my, all my editors saying, just so you know, I'm not going to be working during the week of, uh, whatever this week is, you know, before the week before Christmas, I'm not working. Um, why'd you decide against it? Um, I mean, I had it ready to go. I had all of them fired up and I said, you know, this probably right now is not a good idea for me to do that because, uh, I, I worried that it would be read as I don't have time to work at all anymore. Like, it would kill future projects for me. Not not because I was unwilling to work, but because they were thinking I was, I was too busy to take on new work. Right. Um, so I just didn't. I didn't send it. And all this week I have <laughs> regretted that decision
0: and wished I had sent it. Um, and yeah, we've been supposed to record all week, and neither yeah. one of us have been able to find the time because of this problem. It's yeah. really a problem. Being too busy shouldn't be a problem, but no, it's, it's a good problem, obviously. But,
1: uh, you know, my mom's visiting from out of state. Um, and again, as freelancers, we can't take, I can't just call into work and say I'm taking a week's vacation with pay because that just does not work that way. And we don't get weeks vacations with pay. So I'm actually trying to balance working as much as I can with spending as much time as I can with my mom, who I don't see that often, you know, I, I, and it's the holidays. And, uh, so yeah, we've, uh, I've been, uh, I've been working a lot late at, uh, like into the evenings and being super tired. Um, I had several, like several scripts due, and the pilot I've been working on. I got my final rounds of notes, but let's celebrate. It's been sent away. No more notes. At least until the network gives me their notes so
0: hooray yes success (laughs) yeah i got um so on darth vader i get notes from marvel like from my editors and then i get another round of notes from lucasfilm which i'm sure you've dealt with on your many star wars projects and uh the way dark visions works each each issue is self-contained so it's a very different thing which is a really fun writing exercise and i'm enjoying the hell out of it but you never know what amount of notes you're gonna get because it's hard to know whether they fully grasped what i was talking about in my short plot outlines but i got the final round of notes back for the first two issues and it was mostly a thumbs up so Mm -hmm. that's good very happy about that yeah Um, i
1: just uh i just got approved Uh, i can't say what the title is but i just got uh officially approved as the writer of this ongoing series uh, that will, I'm sure be announced sometime after the new year. Do I know this one? I think you probably do. Can I give hints? No, no, please don't. (laughs) Please don't. Or that official uh, approval will get flushed right down the official approval toilet. Um, But anyway, but just, there's a lot of notes at this stage and I want there to be, because I I do want this to, to be a big launch. I want it to be a big deal. Um, is it Popeye? How did, dude, I said don't tell people. Um, but anyway, uh, there's just a lot of notes and going back and forth just to make sure we get it right. Uh, and, yeah, it's, you know, my editor and I have been, you know, putting this together. And then there's the publishers getting it and lots of notes there. So oh, I know what it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a little bit uh, – a little bit uh, – Taxing? Uh, dicey, not not. Ta- wow. It is taxing. It's not been bad. It's just getting it right. You know, I have in my mind what I want this thing to be, and uh, and it's going to take you know a lot of work to make it that. So I'm happy to do it. It's just you know a lot of work. Speaking of big announcements, Dennis, you had a big announcement this week. Let's I did. talk about let's. What's, so what's the? It's Spider Man, but what's the official title? It has a
0: subtitle, right? Spider Man: City of War. Yeah. So talk about it that. Is- it takes place in the, uh, the PS4 universe of Spider-Man. So the, the PS4 game, Spider-Man game. Marvel example.
1: Universe number PS4.
0: <laughs> and it's, the game's fantastic. I, um, I have a PS4 and I own video games. Uh, I rarely have time to, to um, play video games. And I, so I, I had been putting off buying Spider-Man game because it looks so cool. I was, right. knew I was going to play it. Um, and I have now played the game. And watched hours and hours and hours of cutscenes from the YouTube um, right. for the purposes of this. And it is an amazing game. It's fantastic. It um, reimagines a lot of the characters and relationships in Spider Man to be like an organic, uh, one organic story sort of that can play out over ninety hours or however long the thing is. Um, well, yeah, we're doing that.
1: Not to spoil anything. I haven't played the game yet, but not to spoil Christmas. So if my son's watching, I, I'll keep it, keep it uh, vague. But uh, I'll be playing the game pretty soon myself. So, <laughs> like in a few days. I, I may have purchased a Christmas gift slash business expense or business
0: uh, research project for myself for the holidays. Well, you're going to love it. Um, but, yeah, so we're doing the comic book adaptation and it's an interesting project because normally when you're adapting something, it's much shorter than what you're doing or roughly the same size as what you're doing. But these games are massive. Right. So it'd be like adapting a novel into a movie times 10. Um, and you know, we also want it to be a, a new experience for people who have played the game. Right. Um, well, really, is, uh, what? is it a
1: miniseries ongoing? What's the?
0: Yeah, this initial thing is a six-issue miniseries okay. that more or less follows the plot the general plot of the game, but it's all new and you know it's like yeah. our no, cool. adaptation of it. And then uh, what's going to happen is y'all are going to buy just thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of copies of these things, and then I will get to tell more stories in the world of the PS4 Spider Man. But
1: right, so uh, that's, no, I'm super excited. Buy thousands um, of copies. It's the only the only option. When's that come out? When's that start up?
0: I want to say it starts up in the spring. Okay. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I um, it may be early summer. I don't know. I don't pay attention to birthdays. I know yeah. what my deadlines are, um, but no, I've I've written Spider Man before, obviously, because I wrote Spider Woman and uh, various right. other things. But I've never written like capital W written Spider Man before, so it's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, it's a, and he's a. I'm sure he's a, well. I know he's a stressful character to write because he is so iconic, but. I meant what I said. I think you're the right guy. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think you're going to do a great job with this. So.
0: Well, I haven't had a quippy character in a minute. Uh, and I like writing quips. Like, in fact, Cloak and Dagger was sort of challenging because neither one of those characters really make jokes. So them so damn scene. dour. Because they're just just a dour couple of drug <laughs> addict superheroes. <laughs> it's just or a dark. drug t- addict superheroes. <laughs> it's a dark story. And I, you know, I really dug into the... Uh, emotional relationships in it. And I love those scenes, but when there were action scenes where they were just fighting, I'd start to write a joke and I'd be like, "Cloak doesn't make jokes. Tyrone's not out there like spitting one-liners while he's beating up a thing. Uh And yeah, Spider-Man does. So that'll be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. No, you'll, you, I think you're, you're a great choice for that book. So uh, I'm excited for it for you.
0: What do you got announced? I know stuff behind the scenes is going on, but apparently I can't talk about that. You can't. Um, did we talk about Punk Mambo? Was that announced that when last time we talked?
1: I don't think it was. So I'm doing the Punk Mambo miniseries from Valiant. Ooh,
0: Punk Mambo is... Uh, the cover's awesome on that book.
1: Oh, yeah. It, and that's just... There's a cover that people haven't seen yet. There's there are, there are secret covers that haven't been revealed yet that are absolutely... I mean, the one that they did show is... The, the ones they have shown are awesome, but there's some super, super cool covers that I'm really excited about because one of my favorite uh, artists is doing them. Um, I can't wait for people to see those. Uh, But yeah, Punk Mambo is sort of a, it's Valiant. The way I'm approaching it is she is essentially the hellblazer of the the Valiant universe. She's, uh, you know, she's mystical and she uh, is kind of a, you know, she's kind of a jackass and she kicks ass and takes names and uh, she leaves no prisoners behind. And, and yeah, she's, uh, you know, a, a young punk who, uh, sort of a woman out of time because she has not aged since the eighties and she can't, uh, she, you know, she, she's definitely stuck in that punk mentality, but she also has these great responsibilities because of her magical nature and, uh, and her connection to the ma- mystical world. Um, so I'm all, it's, it's awesome. Cause it's going to be, uh, you know, it's a horror book, it's a superhero book. It's my first valiant project. So I'm excited about it. What's your second valiant project? We'll see if Punk Mambo does any good. If Punk Mambo does what I, so you know, to echo what you said earlier, what's gonna happen are people are just going to pre-order and buy just thousands and thousands of copies of Punk Mambo. Yes. And they're going to turn that into a punk mambo ongoing. Mm-hmm universe the yes. the punk mambo your universe and uh and we'll go from there and we'll see That's but yeah uh, we got to see how things go you know if uh if i uh if i drop the ball on punk mambo it'll be my only valiant project but who knows
0: <laughs> you don't drum balls oh
1: yes you i do slam dunk em. yeah all right so you hate christmas i don't hate christmas um, Christmas
0: is stressful i didn't used to Be stressful. But now that I have small children like to beat each other up and uh, deadlines, it's a different. I'm excited for actual Christmas. We're going to go to my mom's house. My sister has been ill and in and out of the hospital. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, She'll be all right. So it'll be nice to see her in a comfortable setting. And uh, yeah, last year I was in California for Christmas. So this will be my first family Christmas in a minute.
1: And it's going to feel like... California here because it's gonna be like 60 degrees outside for Christmas. It is? It's not gonna be Christmas weather. I want snow and Jack Frost nipping at your nose. I was in Canada last week. I don't need any more snow.
0: Did we talk uh, about that? I went to Canada.
1: We haven't talked about it. Uh, I saw pictures, I think, because were you presenting at a a school or something?
0: No. Uh, Jasmine, my lovely girlfriend, is an editor. Uh, She works at Lion Forge. I've talked about that before probably. I like to brag about my girlfriend. Does she she brag about you? No, I think she hides me in the closet, largely. I was going to say. Mm. Mm. I don't know. She likes my hair. She brags about my hair. For God's sakes, I thought the Christmas
1: gift (laughs) you would give me is one episode of Missouri Swagger without mentioning your hair.
0: It's actually, it's in a weird place, because I'm growing it out, so the sides are really, so it's sort of doing like a triangle situation. Uh, If it weren't for all the cookies I ate last weekend, we'd have more of a sharp edge triangle. Um, Yeah. When you talk about all the cookies you ate,
1: yes, is that like for you in the in the Dennis hopeless world? Is that like one cookie? No, I, no when I say I ate a lot of cookies. Someone gave me a tin of cookies from hy V, and each of these cookies, he said, get, my friend Kevin Watkins brought them, and each of these cookies he said had a stick of butter in them, and they tasted like they had a stick of butter, and they were amazing. And I could have, I think, I might have eaten half of that tin all by myself.
0: Well, see, okay, so I used to be. I would eat, like when my mom would make chocolate chip cookies when I was a child, she would make a batch and I would eat the entire batch and she'd make another batch and I'd eat half of that and then I would be told to stop so there'd be more cookies left over. So that's how I eat right. cookies. Right. My cookies are full of butter and I can't eat butter. Right. But when Jazz and I were in Calgary, we were staying with uh, Tyler and Hillary Jenkins, who are a fantastic art team who sure. they work nice. on Black Badge right now before that, Grass Kings. Um, yeah. Tyler's great. And uh, I believe Hillary and one of their daughters are very allergic to dairy, like anaphylactic shock allergic to dairy. So no, there's no dairy in their house. And Hillary cooked the cookies so I could eat all, like all of the sweets that were there, like piled on the table. <laughs> I could eat all of them and everybody else was polite. And I'm just like, I got like six years worth of cookies to catch up on. I bet I ate 75 cookies. That's and then awesome. when I, when we left, they gave us a box of cookies. And we weren't going to the same place, and I had more room in my bag, so I had an entire box of these cookies in my in my bag while we were flying while I was flying, so I ate on the way home. I ate all the cookies good for you so i I bet I gained seven pounds in the three days that I was in calgary, but it was well
1: delicious. I had lost close to ten pounds before the holiday season kind of started, and now I've gained all that back
0: and uh, uh you did it with a bowl of bacon, so let me. Yeah,
1: but dude, that bag, that was actually uh that was it was good. Uh I took my mom to Branson yesterday.
0: Why would you punish your mother?
1: Because my mom likes that kind of stuff. And we went to uh the, the landing in Branson. There's a uh a, a distillery there. Um, what's, what's the name of that? Took
0: your mother to hell and you bought her booze.
1: No, well, I don't think she bought any booze but we did do the moonshine tasting They have 16 varieties of moonshine. You can taste them all, you know, do a shot of each of these moonshines. So she, you know, did that. And then we took her to uh, Lambert's on the way back from Branson. And you, have you been to Lambert's Dennis? No, I don't know what that is. Well, you're cu- next time you're around, you're going to Lambert's with me. What is it? Uh, so Lambert's is the home of throat rolls. It's a oh, big- I've heard of this for years, but I've never been there. Yeah. yeah. So it's a big country kitchen. And there's dude walking around every, it, most people from Missouri, I think know Lambert. So if you're not from Missouri, it's a, it's a crazy place, and if you don't go at the right time, you'll wait for hours to get in there. I mean, it's, it's super busy usually. Right. But yeah there's a, so you sit down and there's this dude walking around with a big bucket full of hot rolls, and he just goes, "Who wants a roll?" And he wings them at you from across the room. <laughs> and he says, "You're catching rolls and eating them. And, and as you're eating, uh, you put paper towels out on your table, and people just come by and say, would you like fried okra? And they just pile fried okra onto your table. Uh, and then someone comes by with macaroni and tomatoes, anyone? Which is the one thing I don't eat there. I'm not a big fan of macaroni and tomatoes. Um, and uh, black-eyed peas, they just come around and scoop them out to your plate. And uh, And you can, I don't know how they imagine anyone could eat uh, everything they give you because it's insane how much food you get. Um, do you they come around, this one dude walks around with a cart full of, they call them hubcaps and they're cinnamon rolls, but they're like, that big.
0: Did you order an entree or do you just eat I from-
1: did. Well, you have to order, I think you can go and just eat the side items that people come and scoop onto the table, but you have to pay right. uh, a smaller fee to do that. But I ordered a, it was called the, the hog jowls, JLT like sandwich. And that was that big bowl of, of, bacon uh that i ate part of i didn't eat all of
0: that i'm surprised to learn you gained a little weight with what a healthy with a healthy diet <laughs> like the, that sounds like my nightmare it sounds look, like look i was very happy with myself i thought i was
1: doing well and then and i kept telling myself the holidays aren't gonna beat me this year i'm gonna you know i'm gonna enjoy myself but i'm gonna do it with you know intelligently but no i didn't i ate i've, I've been very bad and
0: I'll try to be better. Uh, the worst thing is that shit breaks your brain. Like I ate those cookies and whatever. It's like three days of cookies. But then I got home and my tongue was like, oh, I, re- I remember what sugar is like. So the eating. first thing I ate when I got home was a, a bowl of cookie crisp and followed by a bowl of Lucky Charms. Because they're always up there. My kids eat it all the time, but I haven't touched cereal in probably a year and a half. But no. Oh, no.
1: It, once, you, once you open those floodgates it's hard to close them because this morning we went to breakfast with my mom and I was like, I'm not eating bacon today because I had too much bacon yesterday. So instead I just order sausage. <laughs> it's just all sausage and I'm like, I can eat all this. It's not bacon. You only live once, I guess. Do you um so I was thinking of comics and Christmas and com and, and I dug these out because I wanted to share them with you. And see if you you probably don't remember you probably know these but you don't remember them from your childhood. Um, so remember when comic books and Christmas had such an exciting relationship? This is Christmas <laughs> with the superheroes. Look they at still
0: this. do that. Didn't Latour do some sort of Marvel Seasons Beatings thing that just came out?
1: Oh, I don't know. Marvel just did that X-Men thing, but I didn't know yeah. anything else.
0: Yeah, Latour wrote an entire issue of uh, a holiday book called Seasons Beatings with Deadpool. Uh, and they also did the X-Men holiday thing. So they still do this stuff. Let's it's just not that more. big.
1: Look at this. This is awesome, though. And look, Superman with Santa Claus, Batman. This is my favorite part. Wonder Woman. These two that I don't know who they are at the back. And Kane from the House of Mysteries. Here, push it up closer. I'll see. Let me see the yellow people.
0: That's who like are those guys? Down. I don't know. I don't know who that is. I can't remember. The one in the back looks like... Original Bucky Barnes from Old Captain America, but that's DC. DC. <laughs> so can't yeah.
1: And then look at this Christmas with Archie.
0: Oh, God. And, well, there they are.
1: And look, this is my favorite part of the back cover Visions of Sugar
0: Plums. Well, that's creepy. Also, the fact that he's got his hand on a butt of a globe is kind of gross. Well, you know, hey. He's copping a feel. And, but this is the,
1: my favorite thing. I had some Marvel tra- treasuries too, but I couldn't reach them um, because my closet's a nightmare. Um, look at this Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. I've heard of was him. The star of DC Comics in the 70s. Not only was there a Rudolph treasury, one Rudolph treasury. Wait, there's a second one. Hold on. Don't stop. Rudolph had three. He's already outlasted any new character DC or Marvel has.
0: Introduced the, in the okay. Way. This is important to me. Show me which one is number one. Which one? That's number two. What's number one?
1: Where do you see number two?
0: The top corner. No, that's $2. Oh, they're $2. not number. I know
1: it's hard to fathom that any comic costs $2, but I think this one might be the first
0: one. This one. Well, that's what I, I, Okay, that's what I was going to say, because when you originally showed him.
1: No, I, this one was only a dollar, so it's the older one.
0: Yeah, so why in the hell would they make him on skis in the first one and then make the first, the, or, or, on the second one, like a traditional?
1: This, this may one. not be the first one. There may be another one. But here's the best part. Besides Rudolph helping Santa climb, in, I mean, he's in a hot air balloon here. Rudolph does not mess around. Here's the best part. Rudolph summer fun. They couldn't get enough Rudolph just for Christmas. They had to do a Rudolph summer fun issue where him and his pal, uh, Grover. That's his name. I know this because he, I used to love when comics had these, these, uh, the headshots down the side, with the names it's Grover, but you couldn't just get enough Rudolph in winter months. You had to have a summer fun issue. I mean, Biff pow comics used to be for kids. I don't know. These are very, uh, you know, these stories might be extremely, uh, I'd dark. Might be cloak and dagger dark. I doubt it. Well, anyway, I just remember, I was thinking of summer co- or, or Christmas comics. I like those. Yeah. And how awesome, you know, those were back when I was a kid and you were not alive yet.
0: I was probably not alive yet, but it's okay. I wasn't alive yet when they made the Rankin Bass, uh, Rudolph, but I've seen it. A bajillion times, probably. I don't. Know. My parents had little uh, patience for animated Christmas stuff, so I saw like all of the god awful made-for-TV live-action movies we'd watch as a family. But like, I, I think I only saw the Grinch a couple times when I was a kid. Which is funny because my children completely run the television morning, yeah. noon, and, and night. But
1: well, you were talking about Polar Express, right? You so you watch Polar Express. Yeah. Uh, Was this your first experience watching Polar Express? Yeah,
0: and I'm not even familiar with the book. Like, I Ah. remember when Polar Express came out, the movie, and I remember people being like, oh, I remember that book, and I did not. And much like the Star Wars prequels before it, I'm sure at the time when Polar Express came out, the horrifying plastic-faced creatures that star in that film were the height of CGI. Actually,
1: but, I remember when the movie came out, and people were still talking about how creepy they were. That they were a little, a little bizarre and creepy. Well, I it's don't. An
0: Uncanny Valley situation for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't find them to be an egregious offense. I've seen that movie dozens and dozens and dozens of
0: times, but uh, it just the problem is as CG improves, when you go backwards, it doesn't look impressive at all. Right. Whatever. Like, I'm watching the first Toy Story, for instance. It's not impressive at all because they right. have improved the, the, you know, the texturing and the skins and stuff so much. And with a movie like this, you look at it and you're like, why can't real Tom Hanks be talking to us right now? Why are we looking at this weird digital Tom? Like, what? How does that movie benefit by being fully CG? Like, Dead Eyed Santa could be played by anyone. I mean, Kurt Russell's playing him on Netflix right now. Anybody could be in that suit. I watched sk-
1: that Kurt Russell Santa movie, too. How is
0: that? Kurt Ru- it's
1: not, I mean, it's fine. It's a Christmas movie. It was a fun couple of hours. Kurt Russell's a great Santa. I think he's a fun take on Santa, so he absolutely steals the show as Santa. But, uh, you know.
0: I mean. I'll watch I mean, it again. Kurt Russell's job is to steal the show. I don't know if you're familiar with the little gem called Captain Ron.
1: I know but. Captain Ron. This is the Captain Ron of Christmas movies. Okay.
0: The weirdest thing about the weirdest thing about Captain Ron, which never struck me as a child, but I made Jasmine watch it this year, is that for some reason Kurt Russell plays the zany character, and Martin Short plays the straight man. Yeah, <laughs> like why would you cast it like that?
1: Because can you see Martin Short as Captain Ron? No, no
0: but yeah. Martin Short just shouldn't be in that movie at all. <laughs> it's weird that like one of the like. Zany goofball comedians of a generation is playing like a button-down straight man. To Kurt, so what's your favorite Christmas movie? Not counting Love Actually. Well, Love Actually is the greatest movie ever made. I know. Uh, so that's why you can't count as your favorite
1: Christmas just because you love it. But so, without Love Actually, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Um, fine question. I don't love Christmas movies. Well, you are, a,
0: you're just. I, I watched them when I was a kid and I, like I, the ones that I go back to, like, you know, I'd watch with Die Hard with Kyle all the time, but I never thought of that as a Christmas movie. Yeah, I, don't, I still, I know it is. And I know, I know. Place in Christmas. Whatever. I don't care, but I never, it wasn't like a thing that I did every year or anything. Um, And I like Die Hard because it's Die Hard. Uh, right. You know, I've only seen it once, but I like a Family Stone a lot. Have you seen that? uh i've
1: seen family stone
0: once i think yeah and i didn't remember it was a christmas movie yeah and Mm -hmm. i watched i watched that like recently i watched that and i enjoyed it a lot um i don't know the only christmas movies i've watched other than love actually uh, recently jasmine likes to watch these god-awful hallmark and uh lifetime christmas movies oh my gosh cindy watches them nonstop. i've seen a christmas prince a christmas kiss and they are painful; they're painful films.
1: Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. Um, they're 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 hard. Well, I told Cindy that they all seem to uh, take place in the same universe. I said all of the, I said what I want to envision at least is that all of these uh, Hallmark Christmas movies are all taking place in the same world. That it's just every town. Is the town that either loves Christmas or has forgotten Christmas, and uh, and some businessman is always going there to, you know, for some big meeting, and he meets the girl of his dreams who he can't get along with immediately. But, There's
0: one we watched one the other day. I, I can't remember. It's like a Christmas inheritance or something, right? And it is about a socialite, like a rich socialite in New York, whose parents cut her off because she's about to turn thirty and she hasn't done anything with her life. And yeah. The premise of the movie is that she goes and meets a man and like tries to create a relationship with a man who has a daughter in order to prove to her parents, whatever. But which the, the premise is so insane. And the man she picks is so crazy that it, it seems like what happens is she has a psychotic break when they cut her off and loses all sense of reality and just starts behaving in a dream world. Because why a Manhattan socialite who grew up with millions of dollars would go after a man, a construction worker who runs a soup kitchen on the side that is failing. It just makes so little sense. And there's no chemistry like in the entire film. There's a, there is a homeless character in the film who has not set foot indoors in 20 years. Cause the last time he walked into a building, it ruined his life. So he's not going in buildings anymore. Well, okay. that's yeah, not okay.
1: No, Cindy loves those. And they're, I mean, apparently I thought it was just my why that, Loves these Kalmark movies. Every they're just, I mean, they are very
0: popular. People like I, them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, it's it is funny to like mock the plots of them. Uh, but the, it's like if they made a thousand Star Wars prequels, and then everybody year everybody would sit down and watch like Episode Twenty Six. <laughs> that would <laughs> be awesome. Scenes. That actually yeah. would be kind of great. You know it. You know that would be awesome um kind of i mean it yeah i guess they did that with clone wars but it was actually good so it doesn't fit
1: yeah clone wars is pretty great um yeah i uh i was trying to think of my favorite the other day i don't know what my favorite is i like uh i like a christmas story but it's just it's on so much now that it's hard for me to really like i remember the first time i watched it when i was young i was like this is the what is happening this movie's amazing and now i just uh it's just a a thing now. It's almost like the, right. the thing you put on your wall at Christmas and don't think about too much. And, and I, I feel a little bad that Christmas story is not as a, uh, not as magical to me that it, as it once was.
0: See, I, for whatever reason, I didn't watch that when I was very young and I watched it in high school and was irritated by it. Cause everybody knew all the words and I thought, it yeah, see, was I don't amazing. like anybody that I, I don't like people. Well, I don't like people quoting movies constantly.
1: That's why uh, Monty Python and the Holy grail, for instance, uh, I can't stand.
0: It's a monstrous.
1: Why can't you, st- why don't you like money? The Holy Grail, a hilarious movie. And I'm sure it's just absolutely amazing. It's a wonderful, funny movie, but I can't freaking watch it because everybody who you watch it with is quoting the damn thing constantly.
0: It's horrifying. And I, I will say I do that in love actually. And I ah. shouldn't. And I stop myself. But most of the people who watch Love Actually with me are either quoting it too, like and uh, love it, or like Kyle Strom and he tries to show up to the house late enough that Love Actually has already been gone, come and gone because he dislikes it so much. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm a man, gonna... this is a man who's watched every episode of Murder She Wrote multiple times. But he can't oh, I know. Love, Believe Actually.
1: me, I know. He loves that murder she wrote. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the George C. Scott Christmas Carol. I think that's oh, my that's f- a good one. Oh, that's a good one. It is good, and he's a great Scrooge. He, yes. First of all, he's just a great actor, um, but he's a great Scrooge. And I remember watching that in school, like uh, the week of Christmas, they just put it on to keep us quiet and watch. It just got some really creepy stuff in it. I mean, it's uh, the I mean, everybody talks about the Ghost of Christmas Future and how creepy he is, but the Ghost of Christmas Present is horrifying. He has two children under his cloak, and he. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, and you know, there's two ghastly, you know, pale, withery children under there clinging to him, and uh, and I remember when I watched it in school, I was like, what is this? And uh, what's the boy is the boy is ignorance, and the girl is want, but fear the boy the most. For upon his brow is written doom. <laughs> it's, it's, when I was in
0: was in eighth grade, uh, the Honors English class I was in, for whatever reason, decided to do a Christmas carol for the entire school, like, to perform it. Were you the boy
1: that has ignorance written, honestly? No, I
0: I was Jacob Marley. Ask me who I was (laughs) in life. I was your partner. Now you are a bit of undigested beef. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, um, But because we were eighth graders, or we might have been seventh graders, Fuck! I think we were seventh graders because we were seventh graders. We, you know, didn't know how to project our voices, and almost nobody had any acting experience. But the kid who played Scrooge, his dad was big into like Ren Fair, and he'd been in acting this whole time, and they got him a lav mic so he could be heard. So he was being projected to the to the uh, people. And I'm a loud mouth; like my voice carries, and I don't hear very well. So the only two people they could hear were me. And the kid that played Scrooge. So when I got done, everyone's was like, That was great. I really liked your part, which was weird because I was Jacob Marley, so it was only on there for a second. But it's because they could fucking hear me. Um, uh, that skill is less useful when you're trying to whisper about people in big college lecture classes, not realizing everyone around you can hear what you're saying. I learned that years later. I ruined a Christmas play one time when, when I, was I was in
1: there. kindergarten. What did you do? At, at our church. Uh, or I don't even remember. It wasn't a play. It was like a pageant or whatever. You baby Jesus? No, um, I was a cherub, <laughs> but there was a whole group <laughs> of cherubs and they were all in white and we all had halos. And yeah. I remember bits and pieces of this very vividly. I remember there was another girl who was like two years older than me. And she said that they were all the angels and they had a bigger say in what was going on in the, in the pageant. But the cherubs didn't have uh, any say in it. Um, and I remember it made me mad that I was not an angel and I was a cherub instead. But uh, I was on the front row while people were singing, you know, whatever. And there was a spotlight right on us. And my friend Emily was right next to us, right next to me. And I remember her face, she kept squinting at the spotlight. It was like it was blinding her. And our cherub costumes had these big, long, drapey arms. Mm-hmm. So I kept holding my drapey arm up in front of her face because, cherub or not, I'm chivalrous. I was holding my my arm up, and I kept Tre- yelling, at, <laughs> because <tre-la-dee-da. laughs> I kept yelling at the lady who was running the uh, spotlight. Spotlight, turn that light off! <laughs> right in the middle of the place. it was awesome. That's so very playing. popular. Very popular with the angels. Mm-hmm. actually very popular with cherubs not so much
0: with the angels where's your friend today what's she do no clue no clue is north carolina south carolina you lose, you lose touch with people dude what carolina were you from north south uh, north north all, right. all the cherubs fly
1: off in their many different directions it's yeah. sad part of life she's watching this now she might be thank you she probably doesn't we'd remember like, that. We'd like to hear from you. How would you forget? <laughs> no, we don't want to hear from her. <laughs> that would be that would actually be kind of fun. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I remember holding my arms. Cut that light out. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, but no. Uh, Christmas Carol, amazing movie, especially with George. I like all Christmas carols. I like Scrooge a lot. It's really but, uh, but, um, I even like. I Henry
0: Winkler one. Nobody likes the Henry Winkler one. Don't I kind of liked it. I, I haven't watched. It. I hate the Muppets, so I don't like the Muppet one that everybody likes so much. Oh, uh, you know what? I like the
1: Muppet Show, but I was never a fan of any of the Muppet movies.
0: I don't. My, my high school girlfriend was a an obsessive. Like she was a super fan of things. She was a Muppet, and so if she ruined so many things. Like the Smashing Pumpkins. Like I've seen Smashing Pumpkins so many times. I stood in line for. Thirty-six hours to see him in October in Lawrence, and I hate the Smashing Pumpkins. I, I hate uh, the Muppets, and it's not her fault. It's just that Did I she got quote, like every episode oh, of the uh, Muppets show. She probably could have, but yeah, I just it was just overkill at the time. It's not. I mean, it's not her fault. I just uh, it ruined it for me. Um, I guess it is her fault, but she didn't do it, it on is. purpose. Blame, blame um, her. Blame her. Christmas season. I had an answer for your damn question. Oh, Ernest Saves Christmas is the best Christmas. Movie. Oh,
1: that's a great oh, movie. Yeah. I love Ernest Saves Christmas. Other than he doesn't I like it now though. What? Uh, because so Cindy had never seen Ernest Saves Christmas, and in all the many years I've known her, every Christmas I sing "Oh Christmas Tree" the way Ernest sings "Oh Christmas Tree," which is she just says "Oh Christmas Tree, Oh Christmas Tree, Oh Christmas Tree, Oh Christmas Tree." O Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. And he just sings that over and over. And I've done that forever. And Cindy just thought it was just some quirk of me. That it's something I did. And then I think two years ago, I put Ernest Saves Christmas on. And that scene comes on. And she looks at me and she's like, you got that from Ernest? And she's not. she no longer appreciates my Christmas tree song, nor Ernest Saves Christmas. Well, that's fair enough. I block. saw Ernest goes to camp in the theater. By the way, so I'm a big it's, Ernest.
0: I was too young for that. I definitely saw Ernest goes to jail, and Ernest Scared the Stupid. I don't. I, I want to say I didn't see Ernest Scared Stupid for some reason, but the other one that came out around that goes to jail. I think Slam Dunk Ernest was the first straight to the straight to video. I'm not sure. I'm not. Ernest Scared Stupid is a fantastic Halloween movie. We should have talked yeah. about that on Halloween. We should have. We should just watch yeah. it. We should run it
1: and watch it together.
0: We should. We, we were not on the same page for the Halloween episode. So next year, that's what we'll do. We'll watch a movie. We're, we'll we're going to get better. This is our. This is the end of our, of our 2018
1: movie. season. Yes, yeah, it's true. Unless we we'll do ask. a New Year's Eve episode. Well, we can do we're that. I'll good. be in California. What is it with you and the traveling, dude? Come on.
0: Jasmine's from California. I understand, but gosh, the traveling. It's, I mean, tell me about it. You don't have to I pay for it. Traveling. The way you so hate I hate traveling. I like traveling. The way you hate Christmas, I hate traveling. Well, I don't, um, fair enough.
1: Um. Well, safe travels. I don't know if we'll be able to record while you're in California.
0: We can, we'll try. We've recorded right, Whatever. on location. We should have recorded in Calgary.
1: I could have shown you the cookies. You could have. I could have shown, I. No, I don't have any of the cookies that I had. <laughs> They're all gone. I ate them all. We had, a, we had a Christmas party and did like a... You were invited, obviously, but you were invited. I know, you in told Canada. me. But we... Uh, I got a Viking drinking horn. I saw pretty, that. Pretty awesome. What'd you drink out of it?
0: Uh, hurricane. <laughs>
1: that's good. I guess <laughs> that's what Vikings... If they what don't meat?
0: have mead... Mead they, is disgusting. So if you had said mead, I would have gone on a rant about yeah, a well, meat. Nobody uh, anyway, wants... Drink a hurricane. wine. Uh, so we a swagger story. We do. But before we do that, one more Christmas question, but do you have a
1: fondest Christmas memory? Like a Christmas, you got a present that you really wanted.
0: Ah, my mom does really well. Like my, my mother, when she shops for Christmas, she just buys everything on everyone's list. Right. And then if the rest of us are like, well, what does Elisa want? She'll be like, well, here's what I bought. What do you want to buy from me? Like she just takes care of it all super early. (laughs) and She sells it at a huge upcharge. No, I mean, yeah. So (laughs) unless I have like a great idea for someone, my mother already has everything they've ever wanted. Right. So uh, we did not have a lot of money when I was a kid, but my mom went out of her way to make Christmas good. So I got a lot of, had a lot of great things. And then at one, at some point, my father decided to get me a go-kart and by get me a go-kart, I mean, spend the next six years purchasing purchasing me parts for a in production go-kart nice I finished the year i turned 16 and so i rode it around once and then sold it to to pay for part of my car like i never got to play with it because when you're 16 you just want a car you don't want a go-kart
1: you had a car it was called a go-kart you could pick up your dates let's go honey <clears throat> just take all those things were
0: rapid man Yeah, it was an awesome go-kart, but it was the worst present for five years, and then it was just money, a down payment. (laughs) Every year, you get another. It was, or tools. He would buy me tools. (laughs) I didn't work on cars. I didn't have any desire to build anything, but he was slowly building a snap-on toolbox for me. That when my parents got divorced, my mother got. So I have all of my Christmas presents from my father for like eleven to fifteen are in a toolbox at my mom's house. I like
1: I think it's a great idea. I think he was trying to teach you some valuable lessons.
0: I think my father thought I wasn't masculine enough and was trying to force it on me, and so that's what's what happened. And all of our followers. <laughs> um, I'm plenty masculine. You I'm, are my level of masculinity fits better in 2018 than it did in 1992 or whatever, though, for sure. Uh, I wanted to learn how to sew. I really like Halloween. My mom and I would make these elaborate costumes together. And so when I was 10 or 11, I really wanted to learn how to sew. And my father put the kibosh on that fast. That? Oh, that's too bad. He did not think that little boys needed to sew. Um, it worked out all right, Dad. All right. Uh, So, yeah, swagger story. Well, what's yours? You tell me your... your Oh, uh, when I was... I don't know how
1: old I was. I I mean, I had... Every Christmas as a kid was really great for me. I feel like my parents always did amazing on Christmas, and they always did everything they could to get me, you know, as much of what I wanted as I could get. Um, I remember visiting my grandmother's house one time. We used to spend Christmas at my grandmother's house in Georgia. And... uh, But I can, you know, I can picture the layout of the house and everything. And I remember going into the room where the Christmas tree was and it just felt like there was just an army of Mego superhero action figures. Like every Mago superhero action figure there had ever been was all just out before me. Now probably it was more like six, but it. <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, if I remember thinking, this is all of them. It's every Mego that's ever been. I got all the superheroes, right. and uh, that was a pretty. That's the one I, I, I vividly remember them. You know, like I was just amazed by Christmas that that
0: year. That was a that was something awesome. So it's well, that all sounds about. Sounds awesome. It's See, all I was too young for those, so I saw, I only saw those in like gr- like garage sales and stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, it it felt like they got me every one of them, and
1: maybe they did. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they did. It felt like it, there was every mega that was out currently, like every superhero, even Conan. I remember Conan was there in the mix, so it was a big. It's in Lone Ranger, so Lone Ranger could was beating the crap out of um, Captain America. It might have been the same year. I know. I also got a Grover doll at my grandmother's house for Christmas, like a, a big floppy Grover from Sesame street. Oh, that's and, uh, and that day on Christmas day, my dad took me to see King Kong, the Dino De La King Kong. And I was so excited to go see King Kong that I spent the morning, uh, having Grover climb up onto the couch and then I would violently throw him down as he
0: fell to his death. <laughs> King Kong. Style. Well, that sounds like a great Christmas. They were. Well, All right. Let me have a swagger story. Wait, me, I just realized you asked me a question earlier and then we got off. Oh. The reason we went to Calgary is because uh, oh, yeah. Tyler works at an art institute up there uh, and teaches like basically a senior level. I think it's like a portfolio class of some sort, but it's like a storytelling sure. class. And uh, Jasmine had given some uh, advice to one of his promising students and that faculty decided to bring her up there. So she gave a speech and then I got to give, uh, uh be on a panel with Tyler and Curtis Weeby, uh, and Jasmine t- answering questions, um, from these art students. Oh, it was nice. really fun. She did a fantastic job, but also these art students are amazing. Like their portfolios were incredible. Let's go steal them from every other writer who wants to, yeah. Yeah. there were a couple of them where like, yeah, Jasmine was like, can I just hire you? Like how fast are you? Like my advice is work for me. Cause yeah, they're, uh, They are really good. So I don't remember what the name of the college is, but whatever art school there is in Calgary, uh, at least one class of students was absolutely fantastic. No, that's that's awesome. Um, Okay, so swagger story. This one is by request. Uh, Kyle Strom, who is in that photo that we talked about last episode or whenever that was, said that he was very disappointed that I did not tell the story of what happened late that night. Um, So I'm going to tell that story. Let's hear it. So at that, this was in Joplin, Missouri, before the tornado, I believe. It was. Um, And everybody got a lot of hot wings. We did a a comic convention that we ate a lot of hot wings, and then everybody got super drunk, myself included. And I have a tendency, when I drink too much, to drink very fast and be the drunkest one at the beginning of the party. That's my MO, especially back then. So I passed out relatively early. Like, I remember laughing about people saying the Vaginates monologues and then falling asleep. And then late that night, I remember waking up peckish uh, because it had been, it was probably three or four in the morning and everybody's asleep. And B. Clay Moore, uh, who he does his own YouTube channel, I don't remember what it's called, but he wants to be on ours. He wants to do a, so at some point we'll have Clay on. But Clay was lying on a couch and snoring like an ogre character might snore from uh, Labyrinth or like a Jim Henson ogre just like loud snoring and his whole body is moving up and down. He's laying there. So I get up and walk around, get a glass of water and I'm hungry. Kyle's still up and he's hungry as well, but we did not drive there. We didn't have a car. We rode down with some, I think we rode down with Kevin and Kevin was elsewhere. Couldn't find him, but clay was lying right there and we could see that his keys were hanging out of his pocket. So at three o'clock in the morning, very likely still over the, the legal limit, uh, we reach into this man's key pocket <laughs> and pull the keys out, and we steal his SUV and drive to McDonald's. We bought ourselves food and drive home. And on the drive home, Kyle and I had a conversation about knowing Clay's personality. We were going to get back, and he was going to be standing in the dark in the carport, like Marv from <laughs> Sin City. <laughs> right in his and we, <laughs> we would have nothing to say because we just stole his fucking car. Um, so, yeah, We laughed about that for years. We never told him. We just put the keys on the table. I was going to say, uh, is this the first Clay is hearing this? No, because Darn. when when Kyle mentioned it the other day, I like in 2018, I texted him and said, do you remember the time Kyle and I stole your car? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I explained it to him. Uh, and he... I asked him if I could tell the story, he and he's yeah, I didn't know that happened. So yeah, he was not awake or aware of this, but we did drunkenly steal a friend's car for like, and this was before they even had all day breakfast. So it was for cheeseburgers or some shit in the middle of the night.
1: Cheeseburgers and look, cheeseburgers and McDonald's are good. First of all,
0: I used to like them when I stopped uh, eating refined sugar. The buns at McDonald's are too sweet, but yeah, when you're on a diet.
1: Right. When you're on a diet, you can't. But, man, there's something about a Big Mac at McDonald's. Just, It's the best to me. You
0: know, I've never had a Big Mac. Let's fix that. No, I, it's because yeah. I don't like – I when I was a kid, I didn't like weird sauces. No. I didn't like Thousand Island. And I hate lettuce, and it had shredded lettuce. So if I had ordered it without that, it just would have been a weird double cheeseburger with a bun in the middle. Um, it has all
1: special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on oh, a sesame sesame. Seed
0: I know that. You know why I know that song?
1: Why? Can you see it?
0: That's a great ornament. I love it. You deserve a break today at McDonald's.
1: Where did you get
0: that? I've had it forever. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, uh,
1: All right. So Dennis, that's a great story. Thank you for sharing it. I wish that Clay did not know that story until this moment. That would have been the best. Um, I felt like I couldn't
0: talk about stealing someone's car unless I had their permission or he would have stolen
1: anything from me.
0: That I don't purpose Thank I have a bad habit of picking things up absentmindedly and pocketing them. In college, when I lived in the dorms, I would move things from room to room accidentally because I'd be fidgeting with somebody's pocket knife or whatever, and I'd sit it down elsewhere. I have a so, bad habit of kleptomania. When I never, I never keep the things, and but I'll oftentimes pick them up in one place and put them down in another. All right, all right, well, Dennis, where can people find you online besides Missouri Swagger? Uh, Dennis Hopeless Comics on Instagram hopeless dent on Twitter, because I didn't know I was going to have a career whenever I created my Twitter. Uh, And then here, really that's about it. And you can find me at Cullen bun on Twitter. Um,
1: Also, if you're listening to on nerd Legion, um, my wife, Cindy and I have started a new podcast called the bungalow where you get to hear about our lives and how wonderful um, and disastrous it is. Um, so please check that out if you uh, would like to. How many episodes in are you? We've only done two episodes. Two episodes have been published. So uh, if
0: you laugh this, I'm going to be very angry with you. Well, uh, Cindy is, Cindy is driving force of this. She uh, is. You she's lives very, with you, so it's easy.
1: She's very. And yes, yeah, and we can just sit right on the couch over there and record. Well,
0: why don't episodes. we make Cindy the executive producer of Missouri Swagger and have her responsible for the scheduling of it? she would
1: love that because she would love to boss us around. around.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Done. All All right.
1: Well, listen, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, if we don't record another one in 2018, um, because we're going to try though, I'd love to do a new year's episode, but, uh, if we don't record another one, thank you so much for listening so far and Merry Christmas, happy holidays, uh, safe travels. If you're traveling, um, If you're going to travel, you can listen to this episode or any of the Missouri Swagger episodes as you're traveling. And then should. You should. All right, folks. Thanks a lot. Thanks, everybody.